Hey guys, this is your host, Mel Wallace. Welcome to another episode of Start, Run, and Grow. We are continuing our series on the SRG, Start, Run, Grow, Business Toolkit. Now, in today's episode, we want to talk about your risk tolerance, your risk tolerance. Now, in our last episode, we gave you a quiz that was intended to help you gauge your entrepreneurship IQ. All right. Now, if you haven't taken the quiz, it's 21 questions, um, but it gives you kind of A, B, and C answers. You count up the score. And of course, your score as it totals out indicates whether or not you really are cut, uh, cut out to be an entrepreneur, or maybe you should look for another career. Now, you know, obviously you need to have some uh, business savvy and you need to be self-confident um, to a point, right? And that's that's kind of a given, right? And of course, being creative and hardworking are equally important, um, you know, to be an entrepreneur. Now, all of these, all of these are necessary traits and you got to have this in abundance, okay? It is the tolerance for risk. Because starting your own small business is a risk. Borrowing money, setting up shop, trying out new ideas, all these things or all these tasks, you know, while a lot of times they're fun and they're exciting and they're also inherently risky. Okay. Now there's no guarantees that your idea or that your business plan will actually fly. There really aren't. Okay. And of course, you know, the, the, the goal of our conversation today and even of this podcast is, is to give you the information uh, that you need to be successful. We're not here to make you fail. That's not the objective here, right? But you have to be able to wrap your head around this folks, that there's always going to be an element of risk while being an entrepreneur. Okay. And honestly, you really wouldn't have it any other way, okay? You know, now, if you took the the quiz and you came back, you know, and it it revealed that your number was was low uh, and you, maybe you're not cut out for this, then that's okay. It's not a big deal, right? You know, there are people that do all types of things and maybe entrepreneurship is not their thing. If the idea of taking a big risk scares you more than it excites you, then you seriously need to consider carefully whether or not starting your own business is the best choice for you. Now, throughout this series, I I will be sharing with you some traits of exceptional small businesses, right? Um, so, you know, I want to be able to share with you real world examples so that you can see that, uh, what some of the best of the best, uh, what they do and how they overcame some of the objections and some of the obstacles that stood in their way from being successful in their small business. First, um, there is some good news. Okay. So (laughs) the good news is that great small businesses work very, very hard to reduce their risk as much as possible. That's actually part of the strategy, 
okay? You want to make sure that you're able to get rid of any type of risk or control the risk as much as you possibly can. They, uh, successful small businesses, they work at covering every single angle so that the risk um, that they do accept or that they do take is actually smart risk or, or what we would call calculated risk. Okay. Now I want to give you some real examples on a couple of ways that you can minimize your risk. Number one is to know your numbers, know your numbers. Listen, folks, I can't tell you how many entrepreneurs that we have met, uh, you know, through the course of our coaching and just different programs and workshops that we've provided who are sincerely over their heads. Okay, because, you know, they had some idea or they had this, this, you know, the next great uh, startup. Right. Um, And they have already dropped a bundle of money on that idea. They have taken money at their 401k. They've borrowed money. They've got investors and they, you know, have have really spent a lot of money on this concept or on the idea. But here's the challenge. They, They didn't fully vet this out. Okay, they didn't fully vet this thing out, right? So the problem is that they put money into something that they really don't know if it in fact is going to work. Five, four, three, two, one, zero, all engine running. Liftoff, we have a liftoff. Now, there's a story that we've read, of course, where, you know, an entrepreneur, you know, was it was one of the guys, so to speak, that, you know, he just basically uh, unilaterally and impulsively, you know, had to get his business going. And he was committed, you know, to do this massive ad campaign in a national magazine. Right now, needless to say, the campaign that he spent fifty thousand dollars on was a bust. It didn't work. Right. And now this small business is stuck with this bill for $50,000. Okay. So, so the takeaway from that is that you got to look before you leave. You got to do your homework. You got to make sure that you do your research. Point number two, do your homework. Okay. Do your research, test your waters, think it through, folks. Think it through. Look, we all want to get to the finish line. We all want to make hundreds of millions of dollars, right? But you have to look at both sides of the coin, okay? You have to consider the worst case scenario, just like you should consider the best case scenario. You want to thoroughly do your due diligence. You want to look through and vet the opportunity or the idea that you have before implementing it. Okay. Now this, of course, this process of, of due diligence and vetting the idea, testing it out, right? It actually lessens the chance of investing too much time and too much money in a bad idea. Okay. Point number three, you want to incorporate, okay? Now, think about this. If things do, do go south, if, if it doesn't work out, if the business flops, right, the fact that you've created a corporate shield, okay, this protects your personal assets from corporate debts, 
okay? And this makes a huge difference. This is why we always encourage all small businesses uh, to become a, a corporation or at a minimum become an LLC, which is a limited liability company. And what this does, this puts a shield between you and your personal assets versus your business assets, okay? Again, this is a way that you can mitigate or minimize your risk. Point number four, right? Ways to mitigate or or to lower your risk tolerance um, is to have enough insurance. You know, just like incorporating uh, or incorporations, right, reduces your personal risk too. Um, so, so does having proper insurance for your business, having general liability, you know, having workers comp if you have employees, have insurance for your business just in case something doesn't go the way you planned. All right. And the last point on ways that you can lower your risk level, okay, is to bring in help. Now, listen, entrepreneurs, just, just the nature of, of us being entrepreneurs, we actually like to think that we know it all. Okay. But my wife reminds me all the time, guess what? You don't know it all, Buster. Okay. And, but the reality is we don't, we don't know it all. So a lot of times, you know, having, uh, a, a, um, let's see, someone that can help us, you know, having someone that can help us free up time to do what we do best, right. While they focus on some, other parts of the business, maybe uh, bringing in like a strategic partner, you know, with contacts so that you don't have to go out uh, and, and find contacts, you know, in the industry or in the business realm that you're working in, right? Or possibly, you know, you bring in help by hiring consultants, right? You know, that can help you figure out different areas where you can improve in your small business. Listen, have someone that has an expert, an expert opinion, an expert view or outlook on your small business. And this expert help helps you reduce risk and it makes your life easier. Okay. So the takeaway from all this is that great entrepreneurs know their strengths and they know their weaknesses. They think ahead and they plan accordingly. Okay, so this is what you will need to do if you want to be successful. Listen, if you want to start your own business, be smart, be prudent, be calculated, take intelligent risk. Okay, based upon research and you want to take risks that has the high likelihood of a financial payoff. Remember, the reason you're starting a business, no matter what the feelings are behind it, is actually to make money. Okay. So just know that risk, even when it's reduced, right, will still be present because it's the nature of the game. So let's talk about the next step. Okay. Now I heard a quote or read a quote rather, and it's pretty impactful. It says the policy of being too cautious is the greatest risk of all. The policy of being too cautious is the greatest risk of all. That's very impactful, right? 
You don't want to have paralysis of analysis, okay? You don't want to stand still because you're just being so cautious that you're trying to avoid all risk, but you never move forward, all right? So sometimes the idea of starting your own business can actually be overwhelming, okay? I mean, you start having all these thoughts, right? What kind of business should I start? You know, where will I get the money from? You know, how do I find customers? You know, the reality is these are all legitimate concerns, Okay, and of course, as we go through the start, run, grow business toolkit and these tips and information that we're going to provide you over the next couple of weeks, right, we're going to cover all this. All right. But again, at this very moment, if you're just starting, if you just signed up and you just started listening to this podcast, it's kind of like, you know, it's like you're driving down the street. Okay. now, every business that you see. As you ride down maybe one of the main streets in your town, your your city or your town that you live in, all of these businesses are small businesses. And they are ran by someone who, at some point, had uh, never ran a business before, okay? And, and most of the business owners that you see in your community, right, they had to learn how to do it. They had to learn how to find the money. They had to learn how to find some customers. And guess what? After four, after five, after 10, after 20, some of these small businesses are still around, right? Now, if they did it, guess what, folks? So can you, okay? You have the, the ability. You have the smarts. You have the business, the business savviness, right? If there is such a word, to join their ranks, Okay, but you must be willing to do your homework. Now, a couple ways you can do your homework, and I want to give you one, is to educate yourself. Okay, education. Now, when we use the word education, most people think that we have to, you know, jump in our car and go down to the local university, which is not a bad, bad option, or the local tech school. It's not a bad option. But what I mean more concisely is that the next step to educate yourself is you try to learn, try to read, you try to make contacts. You want to uh, be able to do everything you can to gain the information you need to run your business on a day-to-day basis, right? For example, you know, the the baker wants to own her own bakery, okay? Uh, a chiropractor wants to start his own chiropractic practice. So here's the problem. Most people go into business because they love something and they want to do it every single day. All right. For example, uh, the cake maker or the baker wants to own her own bakery. And of course, the chiropractor down the street has just finished his chiropractic education. And now he has a certification. He wants to open up his own practice. Right. Now, here's the problem. The baker and the chiropractor they both share the common problem. And the problem is they know a lot about baking and about backs, okay? And if they are like most entrepreneurs, they know very little about business. They know very little about boardrooms. They know very little about marketing plans and, and, and projections and pro formas and accounting practices, 
right? They may know a lot about what they're good at or their specialty, but they do not know everything else it takes to run, to start and run, right? A successful small business. And of course, um, you know, from a from a pragmatic standpoint, that everything else we talk about in, in, in small business, it will take up a lot of their time. Okay. Think about it. Marketing, advertising, sales, and income tax, hiring and firing, and especially now in this economy, it's extremely difficult, right? But none of these things have anything to do with baking or backs. Okay. So the next step is we have to learn about business in general. Okay. This is why you subscribe, hopefully, you know, to the Start, Run, Grow podcast. And there are other tools that are out there. There are other pieces of information. There's other resources in your community that you can connect with or get information from. And we do want to share some of those with you here in a second. Right. And of course, you know, we want to make sure that, that, that we don't replace a podcast, you know, with just the, the, the fact of trial and error. You know, you actually get out and try something. And even though you may fail at it, it's really more about learning what not to do the next time. Okay. There is nothing that will replace uh, the experience of actually running your own business venture. Okay. But before you can get to that point, you need to have a general idea of how business operates. So again, if you have a pencil and a pad there, I want to give you some uh, websites that you can go to. These are groups that are on a national basis that you can get information from on a national basis to help you get information about starting and running and even growing your small business. I'm going to give you uh, let me give you three. Let me give you four. I'll give you four of these different groups. Uh, of course, it's www.nase.org. N-A-S-E.org. N as in Nancy, A as in Alpha, S as in Sam, E as in Echo.org. The next website is N-F-I-B. N as in Nancy, F as in Frank, I as in, uh, I don't know, Ice, B as in Bravo, right? NFIB.com. And of course, tried and true, SBA.gov is a great uh, resource website. And the last one is going to be our friends over at Microsoft.com backslash small business. And last but not least, please go to our Start Run Grow podcast.com and our uh, sponsoring host of Exilium, and that's A-U-X-I-L-I-U-M, C-D-C, Community Development, uh, org is also another place where you can gain information um, from small business resources, right? So even if you've passed, even if you passed the entrepreneurial IQ quiz with flying colors, it, it's still probably safe to assume that while you may have the entrepreneurial bent or you're more likely to be an entrepreneurial than not, right? You likely do not have or know everything you need to know in order to become successful, right? That's actually true for most, I would say, most self-employed people. They're very good at what they do, but they don't have the other pieces of information on how to run the business, right? So because they don't have the other pieces of information, 
all of us should actually begin to brush up on both uh, the subjects uh, that, of course, interest you, ones that, you know, the ones that can help you grow your business and, and the ones that are interesting that talks about, you know, small business innovation, all that kind of stuff, right? But you also want to be able to do research on the ones that scare the heck out of you, okay? You know, if finances are not your strong suit, then you need to do research and you need to dig in so that you can understand how to properly run your business and manage it from a financial perspective, right? As a small business owner, you will inevitably wear many hats, okay? Uh, and it's not uncommon, right? Particularly at the beginning, you're doing everything yourself. Listen, you're the founder of your company. You're the president. You're the accountant. You're the marketing whiz. You're the salesperson. You're all these people rolled into one, okay? So for that reason, it helps to have a very broad understanding of what it takes to run a business. It also would be very smart to start reading some business magazines every month. You know, look in your local newspaper in the business section, read different periodicals such as Home Business Magazine. That's one that's out there. Um, there's a great magazine I subscribe to, Entrepreneur. Um, and of course, Inc. is another great magazine that gives you tons and tons of information and an easy to understand articles that will help make you a success. Again, I want you to, to uh, I want to encourage all of you to go to my website. Uh, of course, you can go to startrungrowpodcast.com or go to our parent site, Exilium, and that's A-U-X-I-L-I-U-M-C-D-C, Community Development Corporation.org. They're one of the sponsors of this podcast, and there's tons of information that's out there from a resource standpoint to help you succeed in your small business. The next step to really deal with risk is experience, right? I've already said it a second ago that there is no education. There's no degree that you can uh, obtain from a university that would com be complete without some type of practical, hands-on experience, right? Now, this takes really place in two forms. First, you know, if you say you want to open up an antique store, for example, you know, it would probably be wise to go get a job and work at one. So that you can understand the lingo, understand the industry, understand what's good, what's bad, you know, understand what it takes and what people actually look for, you know, so that you do have this real hands-on experience, you know, in, in, in what it takes to run an antique store, all right? Now, the thing is, you know, if you already have some sort of uh, hands-on experience in the chosen industry, then you can skip, you know, kind of to, to the end of the story, Right you know, and go right into starting your business. But if you've actually never worked in the business like the one you want to start, I'm, I'm strongly, and I'm saying this emphatically, if I could bold letter this out, I'm strongly advising you to do just that. Whatever the business idea that you have, find a business similar to the one that you want to start and go work, volunteer, okay? And, and, and let the person know, hey, I'm, I'm thinking about starting a business. I just want to get some practical experience in this space, all right? Now, you're, you know, by doing this, your entrepreneurial dream, of course, can wait. It can wait six months, right? This allows you and it gives you time to, again, get your money where it needs to be at, your startup capital, but it also gives you time to gain the sort of experience that will make or break your new business idea, right? Think about it. Working in a business like the one that you want to start 
will teach you the things that uh, you can't learn in a classroom, that you're not going to be able to read in a book. This is critical, critical information. This is a critical step. And I really suggest that everyone does this, particularly if you're going to a space that you've never worked in before, right? And the second point to this is that you really need to talk to someone who actually is a business owner, right? In, in, the, in the desired field that you're considering, right? But remember, you know, if, if you're looking at entrepreneurs that are in your industry, particularly the ones in your own town, they may not be as open. I, I just got to be honest with you. They may not be as open as to give you insight. So, you know, because they're going to see you as potentially a, a competitor, you know, and, and rightly so. They should, right? So they may be very reluctant to share their insights with you. So it would probably make a lot more sense to go to a nearby town or to go to a town that's a, that's a bit, you know, a drive away, right? And you find a few businesses that are similar to the ones that you want to start. Heck, take the owner out to lunch. Take him out and, and, or take her out, have a cup of coffee with them. And this gives you a chance to pick the brains. Okay. Number one, people love to talk about themselves, right? And, and, and your job or your goal is when you're meeting with them is to find out everything you can, you know, about their business. You know, ask them questions like, you know, um, what did they like, you know, most about, you know, starting a business? You know, what do they like least about starting their small business? Um, you know, what was their startup cost? How much time did they have to spend, you know, on a daily basis to get their business off the ground? You know, you can ask questions like, you know, how much can you expect to make in profits or in revenues, you know, after your first, I don't know, first year or whatever the case is. Make a list of all the questions that you have and ask them particularly so that you can gain insight from their experience to help you determine what your next step is in your future business. No one knows this business, whatever your business idea is, like the owners do, okay? The person who actually owns it, all right? So, you know, you would be uh, hard-pressed to find a better uh, piece of information or source of information that's more pertinent to your uh, decision that you're making about starting a small business. The insights that a business owner can give you, okay, and particularly if you're able to talk to a couple of business owners, it's, 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 and particularly those who are already doing what you're dreaming of, right? I, I call this the, uh, the informal MBA program, right? This allows you to reap tremendous benefits. You know, by the time that you're ready to start your business, you'll have enough understanding of the risk and the rewards of the area that you're getting into. Okay. So by doing this initial research, this will take some time. You know, it may even take you a couple months, to be honest, right? It'll take you a little bit of time to make sure you get this information. But if you follow this plan, you can be assured that when you finally open the doors of your small business, you have reduced your risk as much as possible. Thus, the chances of your success will be that much greater. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Exilium Community Development Corporation. But more importantly, we want to thank you, the listener. Check us out on our website at startrungrowpodcast.com or drop us a line at info at startrungrowpodcast.com. Please subscribe to our podcast on the platform of your choice. And until next time, always keep moving forward.